0: what's cracking y'all welcome back to the station welcome back to the channel y'all know who it is it's your boy ray g you can find me on twitter at ray gq if it's your first time checking out the content over here on destination debbie thank you for giving me a little bit of your time and if you've been here before you know what we're about to do we're about to have some damn fun regardless if it's your first time tapping in or you're a longtime time subscriber you stick around until the end of the video and you find the content actionable and or entertaining just hit that thumbs up button for me Comment below, let me know what you think about these rookies, what you think about the show. And if you do like it, then hit that subscribe button, dropping dope content over here. Rookie Report 2023, we're tracking the rookies from week one of training camp all the way to the end of the NFL season, week 18. I will be following the top rated rookies, the under the radar rookies, players that you need to know about for fantasy football leagues in 2023. And we've got a damn good class. And let me preface this out. Right now, it is week one of training camp just really officially wrapped up. All teams are now in pads. So we're really just now getting started. So a lot of the information, shorts and t-shirts, you know, half shell, those type of things happening. But there's still some good takeaways that that have happened over the first week of training camp. And let's just start at the very top. I'm talking about Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, and CJ Stroud. All three of these guys were drafted to be franchise changers, to be franchise quarterbacks. And so far, let's just keep it short and sweet. All three have at least passed the eye test week one of training camp. Bryce Young, number one overall pick. I've got boots on the ground in Carolina. My main man, scout for the Draft Network, Damian Parson. We were talking back and forth every day while he was at Panthers camp. But Bryce Young, as advertised, accurate, leader, confident, understands the playbook, definitely has some some things that were concerning, right, coming out of college. One of the big takeaways that I'm hearing about Bryce Young right now out of camp is the lack of arm strength. He just does not have that elite-level arm strength. And here's where it matters. Yes, you can be an anticipatory thrower of the football. Yes, you can beat defenses with your mind. But there will be moments in certain games where... The defensive back is draped all over the wide receiver. It's an ill-advised throw, but it's fourth and 13. It's third and 20, and damn it, we got to have it. I've seen Josh Allen make those throws. I've seen Lamar Jackson make those throws. We've all seen Patrick Mahomes make those type of throws. Will Bryce have the arm strength to drive those passes into tight spaces when you need it? We'll see how all that plays out this season, but everything that I'm hearing about him early on gives me even more confidence of him not only being a good quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, but also a good quarterback in fantasy football. When you've got that type of accuracy, when you got that type of command of an offense, good things typically happen. And you get players that want to play for you. So I like the direction that things are going for Bryce Young early on. He is the guy. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Locked in, QB1 in Carolina, Bryce Young. Anthony Richardson, my top quarterback in the 2023 class for fantasy football. He's up to 250 pounds, 6'4", 250 something you see the highlights coming out of Indianapolis. He looks dynamic. Right now, the situation in Indianapolis is a mess with Jonathan Taylor. And I just, I was thinking earlier today, would it be crazy? Is it completely outside the realm of possibility that Anthony Richardson in year one, 800 yards on the ground, 900 yards on the ground with Jonathan Taylor kind of not knowing what's happening with that situation? Right now, he's splitting first team reps some days with Gardner Minshew, but I'm just telling you right now, I'm not buying into Gardner Minshew starting Week One for the Colts. It should be, and probably will be, Anthony Richardson. And if it's not, I do not anticipate Gardner Minshew being the starter for long. You don't keep a Ferrari like this parked in the garage on the weekends. You pull it out and you drive it. You understand. You're probably going to have to hit some street lights. You're not going to be able to open it up all the way like you want to coming out of the residential. But damn it, you cannot keep that Ferrari. In the garage, and that's what Anthony Richardson is. So I still feel just as good today that I felt about Anthony Richardson back in February. He's my QB1 in Superflex. I love what I'm seeing out of Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs, Jackson Smith, and Jigba. But Anthony Richardson is my 101 so far, so good for Anthony Richards. CJ Stroud, he's doing exactly what he did at Ohio State. He considers himself a ball placement specialist. And you see some of the throws to Tank Dell, you see some of the throws to Nico Collins. Right now, C.J. Stroud, I have to say, as advertised, and I'm not as fearful of this Houston Texans situation as maybe I, once, maybe I once was. I'm still concerned about their ability to surround him with people in the future. They lost that first-round pick trading up to get C.J. Stroud in the draft, but when you're just talking about who he has to battle with, Davis Mills is still splitting first-team reps. This is a situation where maybe, again, Mills starts week one. Week two, maybe... But C.J. Stroud's going to assume this role sooner rather than later. So quick synopsis of the top-rated quarterbacks that have come out, that came out in 2023, so far so good. If you drafted him in Superflex, you feel good. There hasn't been a lot of negativity around those guys. So, so far so good. These guys should be locked in. I'm really liking what we're seeing week one from those three quarterbacks. And I'll throw another QB in the mix here that what I'm reading is good. Is he going to get a chance to play this year? Doubt it outside of an injury, even though there's been a little, little friction and smoke around the Los Angeles Rams and Matthew Stafford. But I'm going to Stetson Bennett, the two-time national champion from Georgia, running with the second-team offense. You see him throwing the Cooper Cup, Van Jefferson, Puka Nakua. All accounts, by what we're reading, we're only on this show, I'm only reacting to the information that I have. But all the beat reporters from L.A. say Stetson Bennett looks pretty good. He's got a good command of the offense. Sean McVay trusts him. He's working with the number twos. Who knows? Cooper Cup is hurt now. Matthew Stafford. This just the the team seems bad. But Stetson Bennett, do I want him in fantasy leagues right now? Probably not. But maybe in some deep, deep dynasty leagues, you stash him away because there is a real world possibility where Stetson Bennett is, uh, is playing for the Rams because Matthew Stafford's injured. They trade him. Something like that could happen. Clayton Toon, quarterback from Houston, one of the more accurate quarterbacks in NCAA history. Running reps with the ones in Arizona. This is another situation. Two NFC West teams that seem to be in a race to get the number one overall pick to potentially take. A Marvin Harrison Jr., a Caleb Williams, a Drake May, Olufoshano. Who knows? But right now, Clayton Toon getting run with the first-team offense. Accurate, strong arm, pretty mobile, athletic guy. You look at Anthony Richardson's RAS score and how athletic he was, and then go take a look at Clayton Toon. He's right there. He's a pretty athletic quarterback. He can move around. He's mobile. He's got a big arm. He was accurate. And Arizona is a team that's probably going to be pretty bad, right? This is a team that new head coach, culture change, going to take some time to get there, get his guys in there, get his system in place. Kyler Murray, they're saying he could be ready by week one. I'm not buying it. I'm still not buying Kyler Murray being ready for week one. I'm still not buying he plays this year coming off of that ACL tear. I know he wants to get out there, but is that the best in the best interest of the Arizona franchise – I don't know. Clayton Toon, another one of those later round deep dynasty stashes in the right format that I may have a little bit of interest on. So those are two kind of under the radar quarterbacks. Stetson Bennett, Clayton Toon, not hearing a lot of else about any of the other rookie quarterbacks. So with that, we will move on to the running back position. And you know we got to start at the top with Big B. John Robinson. It looks good. Every practice, he's routing up a linebacker. Today, he was routing up defensive backs. Looks good. As advertised He's a stud. He's a first-round pick in redraft. He's a first-round damn near pick in Dynasty. He's arguably the 101, 102 in rookie drafts if you've yet to complete those. He looks phenomenal. I'm not concerned. Bijan Robinson, going to be dope, going to be a stud, as is Jameer Gibbs. Utilized exactly how we thought he would with this Detroit Lions offense. What's interesting about Detroit and Gibbs, though, is the love that they continue to pour and bestow upon him. The video, uh, Josh Norris had posted a shout out to my dog, Josh Norris from Underdog Fantasy. Behind the scenes, look at Gibbs with the running back coach from the Lions, working through some different situations behind the scenes at the combine, talking to Gibbs, how he would step, how he would place his hands, what he would do. And just, you can tell how excited they were to have him. They blurred off the screen. They're showing him a picture and they're like, you're better than that guy. Who is it? Was it another collegiate running back? Was it an NFL guy? I'm thinking DeAndre Swift, maybe. I don't want a conspiracy theory that too much. But you can just tell they really want to get this young man involved. And right now, everything coming out of Detroit camp with Jamison Williams struggling. We know we're, he's going to miss the first half of the season, six games of the season. Uh, Jameer Gibbs are saying he's lining up so much at wide receiver. And with Jared Goff loving to check down, dumping it off to those playmakers in space, you've got a very dynamic Ben Johnson-led offense. Jameer Gibbs could absolutely. So I, I'm just, I know that for most everybody, 99.999% of people in the world, Bijan Robinson is RB1 and he should be. I will just say the scoring potential gap between Bijan and Gibbs, if Gibbs is who we think he can be and Bijan is who we think he is, I don't think it's as big. I don't think that Delta is is something where you need to go pay up for Bijan if you got stuck with Jameer Gibbs so so far for those two rookie running backs everything is looking good unlike what's happening with the third running back off of the board Zach Charbonnet dealing with the shoulder injury not good because it is opening the door for Kenny McIntosh to get some run and Kenny McIntosh was a player shout out to player profile we've got player profile pulled up looking at his uh his profile look at him four six coming out 27th percentile speed score 19th percentile burst score. These aren't things that scream I need to have this guy. But you turn on the tape and Kenny McIntosh was pretty damn good at Georgia. When they gave him run, when he got opportunity, this was a good player. I got to watch him um, in Mobile. I thought he was one of the better running backs uh, at the senior bowl. You know, I was really excited to see Chase Brown and Roshan Johnson and Evan Hall. But Kenny McIntosh, along with Tajay Spears, continued to stick out to me. Practice after practice after practice. On a team where both running backs are hurt. We're only talking rookies and Zach Charbonnet, but damn it, Kenneth Walker's got a groin injury, and he's going to miss multiple weeks. He's week to week. There's opportunity here in Seattle, and if there is a team and a coach and an organization that will just roll out the best available option and not think twice about draft capital at Seattle, we've seen it before, Thomas Rawls, Chris Carson, beating out Rashad Penny, there's real opportunity here for Kenny McIntosh. So check waivers if he's out there. Pick him up. He can catch the ball. He's got the size to run between the tackles. He's he's all right in that department. Hell, if James Cook can be thrown between the tackles. Kenny McIntosh can get it done too. But one of those other under-the-radar, underdrafted running backs that could make an impact for us in fantasy football here this season, because we all know that Jonathan Taylor is that guy. We know JT is that guy. I don't really know anybody else after that. Okay, Deion Jackson was fine and he was serviceable. Zach Moss, I thought he would be the, the, the next man up. He broke his damn arm. So now we're up to Evan Hall, the running back from Northwestern who tested like an absolute freak. He tested damn near. Look at his RASCOR. scores right there on par with Bijan Robinson. But Evan Hall, dynamic running back out of Northwestern, kind of did it all for Northwestern in college. Return kicks, caught the ball, ran the ball, was their guy, was their bell cow. He's going to have an opportunity here. What that opportunity looks like, I don't no, where where I'm at today, what I'm reading, what I think, what I can sort of surmise from this situation, it ain't going to be like Evan Hall season turnaround, give him 25 carries a game. Would not be shocked at all if Indianapolis ends up bringing in somebody, and I wouldn't even be shocked if they figure things out with Jonathan Taylor. Am I interested in Evan Hall? Absolutely. You have to check waivers, see if he's out there. Do I think he's the next fantasy superstar, fantasy darling? No. If somebody out there wants to trade me a second for him right now, i trade him. 23, 24 second, gone you can have my Evan Hall. Maybe multiple thirds can get him off of my roster. This is a guy that you want. Any running back on a 53, shout out to Scott Connor. But am I going all in on Evan Hall? Absolutely not. Not doing that week one of training camp. I'd be mindful of that. So if you're in Dynasty Leagues and you're trying to trade for him, just reel it back in a little bit with Evan Hall. Let's see this play out. Week one, let's see if Indy adds any other running back to this room uh, in absence of Jonathan Taylor we go from Evan Hall we go from Kenny McIntosh and I'm gonna go to Dallas I'm gonna go to Dallas because I want to talk about my guy Deuce Vaughn I loved watching Deuce Vaughn play in college phenomenal at Kansas State gets drafted by Dallas right feel good story we know it's Tony Pollard and then behind Tony Pollard it's kind of ambiguous You got Ronald Jones Malik Davis Rico Donald Uh, running back from South Carolina a couple of years ago. But Ronald Jones gets suspended for two games, and you look at this Dallas Cowboys offense, and there's only one guy outside of Tony Pollard that brings that dynamism in the receiving game, Deuce Vaughn. Like, he's he's the one that brings that sort of screen game upside to this Dallas offense, which they've run successfully year after year with Dak, Tony Romo. (sighs) I'm rooting for him. I want him to be a thing. I think he's an incredible running back. If he were five foot ten, two hundred, if you just put his game in Tajay Spears's body, I'd be hard pressed to believe he's not the third running back off the board. Unfortunately, sub one ninety, he's not built like Boston Scott, He's two hundred something pounds. He's not built like Darren Sproles, who was one hundred ninety. He's one seventy six. listed at one seventy six, so this is a long shot for Deuce Vaughn to factor in. But I will say this: boots on the ground in Dallas, they're giving him every opportunity to carve out a role, special teams receiving game, in between the tackles, carries. We will see. It's week one. I like what I'm seeing. I like what I'm hearing. Am I all bought in on Deuce Vaughn being a difference maker uh, for fantasy? Not yet. But I'm excited to watch him continue to grow, and I'm excited to watch him play. A couple of other running backs I want to touch on. Dendrick Prince from Kansas City uh, taking a lot of first-team reps. Clyde edwards helaire injured. They're not using... Uh, Isaiah Pacheco right now, who's still coming back. He's not practicing every day, the shoulder surgery. Jarek McKinnon, his role is secure, all right? People are like, oh, he's over McKinnon. No, McKinnon's the third down back. He's an excellent pass protector, and he's dynamic in the receiving game. His role is solidified. It's, you know, who's going to be that banger back for them if Pacheco's not healthy, which I think he will be. Am I interested in Prince? A little bit. Like him. I would love to sell him to you. Can I, can I, can I cash out? Two thirds. Can I get a? Can you give me a 24 second for Prince on the upside? I would trade him in a heartbeat. I think he is uh, I think he's a good back, right? He's explosive. He's got the size, and he's in an offense that historically is just gonna play the best guy, sort of like Seattle. They're not gonna roll out the first rounder week after week if they're not effective. So can he ever roll? Sure. Gonna have to make his way and make his hay on special teams first, probably, because the pecking order, Pacheco. You've got Clyde Edwards-Elair, and hopefully Prince can carve out that role as that third back, and all you need is one injury to happen to assume some real volume in production. If he's on waivers, absolutely, I would go pick him up. You also got Kendra Miller coming back off of uh, the knee surgery, right? We didn't get to see Kendra Miller in the college football playoffs, messed up his knee versus Michigan, didn't do anything the entire pre-draft process. I've been the biggest Kendra Miller fan since day one. Didn't love the landing spot of New Orleans with Alvin Kamara, with Jamal Williams, Kamara's going to meet with the Kamish. I don't think he's getting more in a couple of games. So if Kamara's only missing a couple of games, you got a couple of weeks of Kendra Miller, and then it's going to be Alvin Kamara. Maybe they start splitting some work. He starts pulling away from Jamal Williams. I just think this is a next-year play. And as much as I love him, as much as I want to be in, I just cannot see a significant pathway to opportunity for Kendra Miller if Alvin Kamara's on the field playing – and if Jamal Williams is healthy. Now, something happens with either of those guys, I'm loving the opportunity. But with both of them on the field, again, reeling it back in from a player that I had graded as the top four running back in this class, Kendra Miller, I'm excited for him. More excited in 24, but we will learn. If Kamara's out six games, eight games, that may just be enough time for him to get in there, seize a role, and even when Kamara comes back, Kendra Miller is on the field playing in a part of this offense, and I think the New Orleans offense is sneaky. I think there's a lot of potential here um, in New Orleans. you got Derek Carr playing well. Michael Thomas is back, apparently looking like MT. So I'm I'm interested in this New Orleans offense, but reeling it back in a little bit with Kendra Miller. So let me look at my rankings right now and see. There are a couple of other guys that I want to talk about that were kind of big-name players. Devon A-Chain. A-Chain was a polarizing player because of his size. He's got elite speed, very productive at Texas A&M, but he wasn't a big guy 5 foot 9 180 pounds yet what i'm hearing out of Miami is you see it all over the field you see that speed you see that explosiveness and what everybody is sort of waiting for in Miami is the the Dalvin Cook news is cook going to go to Miami which would not be good for A-Chain but if Dalvin Cook takes his talent somewhere else you're looking at an offense with two running backs in front of A-Chain who have not been the perfect models of health and Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson you got this young spry collegiate sprinter who's ready to take carries in this Mike McDaniel offense. I like it. I am I'm a big A-Chain fan. Love the offense, love the opportunity, love the skill set. Great stuff. Have hurt seen nothing but I'm seeing train uh locomotive pictures of just this is what this kid looks like when he gets the ball. And that's our former Auburn running back Tank Bigsby of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I'm here and he's a real problem for Travis Etienne. We'll see come week 1. But they're saying this guy could be their red zone back. A lot of good stuff coming out of Jacksonville's camp in general. Wheels up for Tank Bigsby. That'd be a nice one-two combination of ETN and Bigsby. That thunder and lightning approach. Go to wide receivers and talk about some of the receivers that are making noise. Start at the top with hopefully everybody's wide receiver one, JSN. Incredible. Don't need to speak on it anymore. He's awesome. It, It would not shock me. If you get to week eight of the season, you're like, yeah, he's the best receiver Seattle has. DK Metcalf, dope. Tyler Lockett, dope. Get the ball to JSN. Great stuff from Jackson Smith and Jigba in the Seattle camp. Jordan Addison saw a couple of the routes. I have not heard a lot about how he's looked in practice. Saw some routes with him winning in one-on-one coverage and one-on-one drills, but have not heard a lot about Jordan Addison per se. But I have seen a lot of good stuff coming out of Baltimore about Zay Flowers, and Quentin Johnson. I know there's a lot of QJ hype. I know there's a lot of QJ fear seeing as he played at TCU. And we all know the history of TCU wide receivers, Jalen Rager, Josh Doxson. But Quentin Johnson, they say he's developing a chemistry with Justin Herbert. And my question is, man, I had QJ ranked as wide receiver four in this class behind the Flowers or behind an Addison. And today how I'm feeling, I'm looking at these and I'm like, I think I want a little more QJ. If he's going to run down the field, if he's going to get those red zone opportunities, tethered to Justin Herbert I kind of want that so QJ I had him ranked four uh, pre-draft as the fourth wide receiver still feel good about him could I move him up a spot maybe but I like what I'm seeing out of Baltimore with Zay Flowers as well some boots on the ground insider information about Jonathan Mingo from my man DP he's big he's fast he's strong he may start out slow because he's trying to figure it out but you can see that the talent is there so just want to drop that nugget on Mingo Jaden Reed, I heard today, uncoverable, uncoverable. The connection between Reed and Jordan Love is real. All beat reporters out of Green Bay saying this is for real. You look up and it's Reed, 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 Reed. They just started, Jordan Love and Christian Watson just started to develop that deep chemistry. I'm hearing all the underneath stuff is Jaden Reed. So really positive news on Reed, Positive stuff coming out of Kansas City with Rasheed Rice. How positive stuff coming out of Kansas City for every receiver. But we're hearing some good things about Rasheed Rice. And the last two receivers I really want to focus on. Three guys. Three guys I want to focus on. Michael Wilson from the Arizona Cardinals. My man Matt Harmon uh, was talking to me yesterday and he said he's the only guy that can play X there. Right now Arizona's starting three projected wide receivers are all 5'8", 5'9", 170 pounds or lighter Michael Wilson is the guy that profiles as a big target earner. 6'2", over 200 pounds. He is running with the first-team offense. Michael Wilson, he, he does not have the athleticism of a Terry McLaurin. But when you're talking about two players drafted in the third round, limited collegiate production, seniors, balled out at the Senior Bowl, got drafted on teams where there wasn't a true guy at receiver. Now, Arizona, they do have Hollywood, which I love, and he should be the one if he's playing. But outside of Hollywood, there's not a lot there. Michael Wilson could be a very, very, very good number two wide receiver to a proper number one alpha. And let me say it like this, and I don't I don't want you all to take this and run with it. Could he be like a T. Higgins light? A poor man's T. Higgins, kind of in that Michael Pittman Jr. realm where he finishes the season and you're like, man, a damn good player. Gotta have him. He's going to be a starter for us next year on the real NFL team. And I want him in fantasy, but they still draft high enough to get a Marvin Harrison Jr., like a true difference maker. And that's where I'm seeing Wilson slot in. He could see a ton. We could look up week five, and he's the number one target earner on that, on that offense. It wouldn't shock me. Am I projecting that for a third round rookie wide receiver who was in did not have the ability to stay healthy through college? No. But right now through camp, he's wrecking it. He's killing it. Love what I'm hearing. Love what I'm reading. Love what I'm seeing from Arizona about Michael Wilson. Jalen Hyatt. I mean, there's just one clip. If you haven't seen it where he's just screaming down the field, looks like he's running 20, they said 24 miles per hour in practice. He's starting to figure it out. I don't know how he slipped to the third round, probably because he didn't run a 4-2 like everyone projected. But give me some Jalen Hyatt because Daniel Jones said it on this channel before. I was laughed at, mocked, and ridiculed. Top five upside in 2023. Daniel Jones, top five upside at the quarterback position in 2023. And if you can find that downfield threat in conjunction with Darius Slayton, this could be nasty. So very excited about what we're hearing from the Giants camp on Jalen Hyatt, a player who people kind of kicked to the curb after he was picked in the third round. So far, so good for Jalen Hyatt. And the final player we're going to talk about, is uh, somebody that nobody really talked about during the pre-draft process. I, I didn't hear very many people at all talking about one DeMario Douglas, five 5'8", 180 pounds, out of Liberty, 4'4", four, 40-yard four dash, best comparable on player profiler to Shy Smith. He's been tearing it up, been one of the more consistent and more impressive wide receivers at Patriots camp. The Patriots are a damn mess uh, at the wide receiver position. You got Barker, you got some Juju, you got Kayshawn Butte, you got lost Jacoby Myers, it's Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, Douglas, 5'8, 180. I picked him up off waivers today. I'm mildly interested. I'm here, he's making ridiculous catches, uncoverable. I don't want to say this, and I'm not saying it. I'm just repeating the message Antonio Brown vibes. I'm not going that far with. With Demario Douglas, I'm not going one of the greatest wide wide receivers to ever play in the game, but I am saying pick him up and or pay attention. I am very much intrigued with some Demario Douglas, a pretty decent little career at Liberty. Let's see what he can do with New England. One of these guys that early in the preseason, after we get that first preseason game in, where if we see a lot of these later drafted guys, we'll get to see Douglas play, Deuce Vaughn, those kind of cats. We'll probably get a little, little better idea. If, if this is for real or if this is just practice fodder. But right now, um, I got to be in. A lot of positive buzz on Demario Douglas. Let's wrap this up. So let's get through the tight ends. And I know this is everybody's favorite topic on Twitter. Dalton Kincaid. Everybody thinks he's overdrafted. Shouldn't draft him that high unless he's going to be a top five tight end. He's not worth the cost of acquisition. I'm reading. I'm watching. He looks good. I mean, I don't. Maybe not. Maybe not. But every single thing. Coming from Bills Mafia in the Buffalo camp, he's going to be the guy. Stephon Diggs, Dalton Kincaid. Dalton Kincaid, Stephon Diggs. They drafted him. He's a weapon. They've got a plan. We know he can't block. He didn't do it at Utah. He's just a dynamic pass-catching option. No issues with the back. Seems to be good. Fire up Dalton Kincaid. I want him. I, I just, I'm looking at the tight end position. I'm like, okay, if there is going to be a guy to kind of break into that next elite tier, who could it be? I'm pulling the trigger on Kincaid. I want him seasonally. I want him in Dynasty. I'm in on Dalton Kincaid. Everything I've heard, this is why he is tight end one in the class. Michael Mayer. O.J. Howard released. Michael Mayer playing well. This is good for Mayer. Jimmy Garoppolo, we know he likes to target the tight end. Positive news for Michael Mayer. A lot of positive buzz about Sam Laporta. Tight end one for the Detroit Lions on the field first team offense. I just have concerns about the volume distribution of that offense You saw how they just weren't able to effectively utilize T.J. Hawkinson. Maybe they figure it out with this Iowa tight end. So kind of following this tight end trend moving forward will be good. Um, Some negative news here. Luke Schoonmaker still not practicing. This is not good for Dallas. Luke Schoonmaker losing his opportunity to contribute early for the Cowboys because Jake Ferguson is looking good and playing well for Dallas. So this is not good for Schoonmaker. I've got to move him down my rankings here in this next August update. Luke Musgrave, assuming the tight end roles in Green Bay. I've told y'all for a long time, I think they're going to be a little better than people think. I'm not as down on Jordan Love as others, and this could be good for Luke Musgrave. Big wash. Darnell Washington, tight end seven after the NFL draft in Pittsburgh. The report yesterday was completely erasing T.J. Watt. I mean, the reigning or two to, uh, at once two years ago or a year and a half ago was the uh, defensive player of the year. One of the best defenders in the football, one of the best players in the football, big wash out there just locking them up on the edge. So we'll see. Um, we shall see with Darnell Washington. Overall, pretty, pretty chain, pretty tame, pretty chill week one of training camp. A lot of positive news. Once we crack preseason, once we get into the inter squad scrimmages, the inter squad practices, we will have more information because they will be popping, hitting, jamming locking up doing all that good stuff and make sure you're locked in here because i will be covering all of it every single week so i appreciate you sticking around for episode one of the rookie report quickly running through the top rookies what they're doing what we're hearing what we're seeing how we react how we feel are we buying are we selling are we holding are we trading make sure you hit that thumbs up button like the content subscribe to the channel comment below who did i forget about who did i leave out who do i need to have on my radar appreciate y'all tapping in to Destination Devi in every single thing that we do. If you want more access to me, you can go to my Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas. And if you are a sports better, we have a brand new product. Myself, along with the MySparry team are offering a month free in our Dub Club Discord to get picks across every single sport. And I'm talking about, we're dropping 20, 30, 40 plays per day, absolutely free. Link to that is in the description of this video. Come check it out. One of the best betting communities in the world. Come over here, check us out. Our dub Club, free for the entire month of August. Build a bankroll so we can cash that money for the 2023 NFL season. All right, y'all, y'all have a good week. We got more coming on DD. Stay tapped in. I'm out, peace.